Welcome back, pinball nerds, to another podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and I will be your host for today. We're going to be talking about the recap of the Player One Amusements December Match Play End of the Year Tournament. So this took place in Mississauga, which uh, for those of you who are do not live in the GTA or Ontario or even Canada uh, is uh, basically just a little suburb of Toronto. Basically we were right, I, I could have thrown a baseball or at least back in the day before I got bad bad pinjury and pin elbow, I mean uh, tennis elbow, um, I could have thrown a baseball probably to the uh, Pearson airport there. So probably a good place for a pinball uh, distributor to be located because shipping costs for pinball are a huge deal. <clears throat> so uh, Jerry from Player One um, was hosting and uh, Jeff Teolis was uh, the tournament director. So thanks to both you guys for doing that right off the hop. That was cool. Um, I'd never been to Player One and they of course are a pinball distributor. They're not an arcade so they're not open to the public. In fact they weren't even open at all on Sunday when they opened. Um, and yeah there's some pool tables and uh, Sorry about that. There's some pool tables and there's, uh, you know, a jukebox and some other things, but it's honestly very pinball focused. There's some other uh, games as well, but it's very pinball focused. So if you live in the GTA, head down there, check out the games. Um, from what I understand, uh, you know, there might even be um, like an operator's discount. So if you're an operator, you, might be, you have to look into that yourself, but um, just a great selection of games. Jerry's very knowledgeable, uh, really nice guy, uh, supports the pinball community big time. <clears throat> In fact, uh, as a draw prize, uh, good buddy Brad from uh, Monday Night Pinball and Mopple here, he won a shaker motor worth 200 bucks. Uh, I don't know if it would go for that much per se, but it's in around worth 200 bucks. Um, he doesn't like shaker motors, he doesn't want any on any of his machines. I'm kind of up in the air about them. I think certain machines need them, like obviously Earthshaker needs a shaker mode. Um, I found it displeasant playing ACDC with a shaker motor in it. ACDC's already got a tricky enough feed coming down from that bell. Do we really need to make it harder, guys? You know, with the shaker motor. And I, I have a couple times, Some I don't know if there's different manufacturers for shaker motors, probably is, um, but I was playing um, uh, at a friend's house, I'll say, um, and basically they had shaker motors on, you know, probably five or six of the machines. And at one point it was just starting to irritate me because I was playing on one of the machines that didn't have the shaker motors, but I had like shaker motors going off on like all three sides of me almost constantly, like just boop, boop, boop. And I don't know, like I just, I, I guess it adds to the, I mean, really in comparison to the flashing lights and the loud sounds, is it really, you know, that much more distracting? Probably not. Maybe I was just having an off day and being a grumpus, being a Grinch. How many of you are getting excited for the big C word? I'm not talking about cancer. The big C I'm talking about. That just got brutal. Sorry. This there's I think there's a show on Netflix called that or something, but um, no, I'm talking about Christmas. I know for some of you. It's not what you want to hear, but I'm kind of a Christmas dude and two weeks from, or sorry, 20 days from today will be Christmas Eve. And I'm hoping Santa might bring me a little bit of something special for pinball. 
Um, I don't think I'll be getting a new machine, but I am actually hoping to uh, get a, um, what do you call it? Like the, the top part that the back glass goes into of an older machine to put the translate, the Ghostbusters translate, I want it in November to remember, into that. So um, I'll be talking to probably Milkman or uh, uh, Speedy, Mike, Michael Todd from Speed City Records about that because from what I understand, Speedy mentioned uh, they might have an extra one or two that I might be able to get for hopefully cheap. Uh, and speaking of cheap, if you haven't listened to my last episode, the top five ways to get a pinball machine for cheap or even free, you can hear about the way that I've rotated nine pinball machines out in and out of my house um, for less than $2,000. And if you think that's something that you would find interesting, you should go head back and listen to episode 34. So, um, a couple things to note for this tournament. The Beatles was there, thank God. So I did get to play the Beatles. Um, I will be doing a full review on it using my new competitive pinball scoring, uh, algorithm's the wrong term, but formula, I, I guess, is the best way to say it. And um, that should be coming up pretty soon. I do plan on doing that. And uh, so that was there. Pirates of the Caribbean was there, which was really neat to play. Um, they had like Deadpool, they had Dialed In. Uh, for those of you who listen to my top 10 favorite pins of all time, you'll know how high Dialed In is ranked on that list. And if you don't know how high it is on that list, get back and listen to it. Um, I also got a really cool mixtape from Joe Alphabet. I'll take that term from uh, Jeff Teolis. His last name is really hard to pronounce. It's like S, Z, so on and such forth, a lot of letters. Um, so I'll just say Joe S. And as long as Joe Stanzik is not playing in the same one, then we'll, we'll, we won't confuse him. But I tried to listen to it, Joe. Thank you for the mixtape. I guess he makes a couple of these a year. And we were just talking about how we both love like a wide range of music. So he hooked me up, tried to listen to my car. And uh, it's one of these CDs, I think, that only plays like on, uh, you know, like on a laptop or something like that. So I will listen to it later, but it, it didn't work on my car for some reason. Darn you, Toyota. Um, and moving forward with some actual talk about the tournament, uh, I started really well with a win on uh, Game of Thrones. So that was awesome. And then I had to play Ghostbusters. It's always good when when I go to somewhere with so many machines or I don't know it all, like, I guess everyone's on the same playing field for Pirates of the Caribbean and Beatles, but I've only played Deadpool once or maybe twice, and it hasn't been for four or five months. It's been a while. Um, I barely played Spider-Man. I've never played WrestleMania. I've barely played maybe one ball on Batman 66. I've only played a few games on Dialed In. I played more on Dialed In than some of the other ones, but basically a lot of the machines there are fairly new to me. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I've played enough, but still not, like I don't know everything about the machine. I don't know the machines as well as I would know at a typical tournament with machines that on average are older and have been around longer. So put it that way. Um, <clears throat> I did get the opportunity to do some practice and everything, which was great. And uh, on the second machine I was playing uh, Ghostbusters, and I had Jack Tadman on my team. For those of you who don't know Jack Tadman, <coughs> excuse me, he's ranked 39th in the world, including, I think, the best on Ontario player. He might be one or two or something in Ontario right now, but he's, uh, I guess, maybe even three. 
Um, but I, as far as I'm concerned personally, I think he's uh, arguably the best player in the province. Um, Adam Becker's also ranked really high. And uh, I guess depending on maybe who's ever is having the better day. But considering that Jack Tadman just recently beat Adam Becker at his Propane Ain't Cheap tournament, or Propane is Expensive tournament, um, considering he beat him at his own house, I'm going to say for now that I would say that, you know, Tadman seems to be playing a little bit better right now. Um, but it would have been cool to see Becker at this tournament as well. And who knows, Adam Becker could have very well, no one would have been shocked if Adam Becker had won this tournament either. But I don't want to tell you who won yet because we're not quite there yet. Don't put the cart in front of the horse. Um, so I did look here, 13 of the top players on the NASACs or whatever, for all, 13 of the top 50 players in Ontario were there at the tournament. So that was kind of cool. Um, I did really well all day. I hovered between like fourth and sixth and then just with uh, two left to go, I started to not play as well. Uh, maybe the, the heat was catching up to me. This is out of 36 players, so I was actually pretty happy with that. Um, but going to the last round, I think I was tied for seventh or eighth place with Ken LaPointe. And Ken LaPointe's a really good player. He's like ranked 250th in the world, something like that. Um, phenomenal player um, so I was a little bit afraid and then I was more afraid when I saw the game which was Batman 66 and then I was even more afraid shaking in my little booties when I saw that there was only a th we were playing a three player so with being tied for seventh one through eight went to the A finals then 9 10 11 and 12 went to the B finals I knew without a doubt if I got first I was going to A finals if I got second or third in a four player group I'd probably be going to B but if I got fourth in a four-player group or third in a third-player group, then I probably wouldn't be going to the show. And my six hours of driving to Toronto and back were for nothing. Just kidding. It wasn't for nothing. I got to play the Beatles. But um, I had a really, really, really good time at the tournament until the very final game. And uh, Ken LaPointe and I both were tied. We both wanted it. We both really needed it. We both had garbage first two balls each. Um, I think I was sitting at like 13 million going into ball three. He was at 11 million. I got up to like 34 million. And as long as he didn't basically, well, yeah, as long as he didn't triple his score on his last ball, I would have at least scraped by with a second on that machine, which would have guaranteed me to get to go to the B finals. Um, or, or I was fairly, well, yeah, I would have with four points, jeez. Um, I might have even tied for last spot in A. Um, but as life would have it, I spent all my time in there. And thanks for telling me one day too late, Sean Russell. He mentioned last night just ramp, ramp, ramp with that game. But I saw the crane thing moving around, and I figured like many other games with some weird crane thing like this, you go for the captive ball that's magnetized to the crane. And I spent all my entire third ball moving that crane all the way to the left, like one, two, three, four, five spots, then all the way back to the right, one, two, three, four, five spots. And then all of a sudden it was lit up crazy. And I believe if I had hit that captive ball one more time or possibly something else to start the multi-ball, I would have been able to come back and at the very least surpass the guy who was only a couple million in front of me when I finished to get second in the four player group, which being in a three or in the three player group, being in a three player group's a disadvantage. Playing a game you've never played before. Sorry, I played one ball on Batman 66 uh, when Jerry was kind enough to bring it up to 
uh, of Oppo. I'm not saying I don't like Batman. I'm saying I've never played it. And that day, yeah, maybe perhaps instead of going for an extra slice of pizza or going outside again for a break, maybe I should, or going to play the Beatles for the 10th time, maybe I should have gone over and played just one freaking game of Batman 66 so that who knows, in case on my last round, if I got it, I might not have shats the bed. But, um... Ken came back and did really well and went on to win it. Um, and then he got to go to uh, go to the A finals. I'm not sure. He either went to A or, a or B, but because I can't tell because it's showing on IFPA that he's tied for six. So I'm not sure how that worked. But oh yeah, so no, he would have gone to A then because if he's tied for six, he's in the top eight. Okay, that makes sense. Um, anyways, I had a great time. Thanks so much to Jeff. Thanks so much to Jerry. Um, really cool match prizes. Julie won the dialed in uh, match prize, uh, which is a sort of dialed in translate. Julie, if you want to get rid of that, I got 40 bucks cash for you, $40 worth of tea from Angry Alpaca, and $40 worth of product of your choice, soy candles or lip balms from Hummingbird Homestead. Those are two, the two small companies that mostly my wife runs, but she lets, she lets me help from time to time. Um, and then Brad, I can't help you with the shaker motor because I really don't want a shaker motor in anything I own. But of course, it was really cool that you were given that and such cool door prizes, not even for like for playing spectacular. Brad is a spectacular player. He just didn't play spectacular on that particular day and didn't make finals. But geez, his trip, uh, that more than covered his, you know, 20 bucks gas from London. So um, <clears throat> yeah, that worked out well for him. I do want to also give a huge congrats to Jack Tadman who also won this tournament, two tournaments in two weeks, buddy, nice job. I also had the pleasure of playing with him on uh, Ghostbusters on the second machine, and um, I was winning going into the last ball. I had a little over 100 million, and then he came back and destroyed me, which I totally expected he would do, but um, he really moves the machine a lot, and I have a lot of respect for that because I never saw him at any point slam, tilt, cough and drop, or like angry nudge after the ball was down. But I did not, I'm not saying he doesn't ever do that. We all do that from time to time, of course. What I'm suggesting is he was almost constantly moving the machine around. Like more like micro nudges. It seemed like just like small little movements from time to time and like different like taps and like not necessarily just a nudge to, but like a tap to help the ball bounce or ricochet off something a little more to get it. So I think that what happens is when you become one of these like the ultra wizard, and if you haven't listened to the episode about what level of wizard are you? Get back there and listen to it. It hasn't got that many listens yet. And I think I did a really good job explaining. But of course, the highest level is the not top 1% of the 64,000 IFPA players, um, <clears throat> but the actual one-tenth of a percent. So not the top 640, but like the top 64. And Tadman's well in that range being 39th in the world. Um, so he probably is one of these people... Uh, like the ultra or sorry supreme wizard that is able to think you know two or three steps ahead is it supreme or uber now i forget i've got to go listen to my own podcast jeez um it's been a, it's been a very long it's it's been a very long three days in a row of pinball for me by the way i had lopple monday uh player one yesterday no two days ago and then monday night pinball which I'll be doing an update for later on today, last night. So kind of pinballed out. I'm looking over at my beautiful skateball and I'm sorry, skateball, but 
you might stay cold and lonely today because I'm not going to turn you on and warm you up, bud. But tomorrow, tomorrow, my friend. Um, yeah, Jack Tabman got first, Jeff Teola second, Chris Barden third, uh, John Zar Zaratos, I probably, I'm sure I butchered that. I've heard someone say it and I was trying to remember. Zarhatas um, got fourth and Chris Draper got fifth. So good on all you guys. And uh, Chris, when I, we were checking out IFPA there, I remember I showed you, um, I was ranked like, and now this has all changed since then because these stats are up, but I was ranked like 1979th and he was two spots ahead of me at like 1975th or 77th and as of today he'll definitely be quite a bit ahead of me because he got significantly more points than me um, I ended up tying for 13th which means I bubbled so I was like one spot off of being able to go to the show unfortunately but that's all right um, Julie Dorsers who runs our Monday Night Pinball and, and is an executive for Lopal she made it to the B finals. Alex Harrison did as well. Congratulations, Alex. It's always cool to play with you. And you know what? I told Ken LaPointless back at a pinball for change, we had to play for a tie for third or fourth or something or to, to keep going on into finals. And <clears throat> I lost him and I said, Ken, I really wanted to kick your butt, but I don't mind losing to you. You're a spectacular player. And, and maybe more importantly, he's a really nice dude. Like maybe more, let's like, let's be honest. What's more important pinball or being like a good person? So obviously probably that, but it's always nice. And you know what? 99% of people in pinball are really, really nice, really fun, really cool, exciting, maybe a little bit eccentric, but definitely really cool people. So um, I'm going to do my hats off to you, Jack Tadman, uh, for, for winning back-to-back -back weekends. And of course, I'm sure they're not your biggest wins um, because I know that you've done spectacular at some large tournaments over the years. But uh, yeah, hats off to you. I, you were surprisingly down to earth and uh, chill and relaxed. And, um, you know, that's what you want to see. Like sometimes, I guess my thought might have been that because you were such a good player that maybe you, you know, would, uh, weren't open to talking as much to people or something like that. But then again, that's just silly because... You know, that's just me thinking, oh, this is this guy I've never got to talk to before, but I've heard of lots. And actually, I think I did very briefly talk to him at the CNE, but, uh, you know, he was busy helping scoring and all that kind of stuff. Just when I'm looking through here, uh, I'm on uh, Jack Tadman's IFPA right now, and when I'm looking through here, um, you can see he did win these last two tournaments. He also got first at the, the CNE, the Canadian National Pinball Championships and the Classics 3. He got first Buffalo pinball summer open he got first uh intergalactic pinball championships that's a big one holy cow that is the secondary tournament at pinburg i believe um got first at that one 82 points for that one back uh day before my birthday this year uh city pinball league first uh that's the toronto league i believe topple your end of the season event first uh champions league in ontario first um, so yeah, he's got lots and lots and lots of good experience, including in some really big tournaments as well. So, um, cheers to you. Our hats are off, Jack Tadman. Keep it up. Thanks for being an awesome ambassador for the game. And remember everybody, eat, sleep, breathe, and ball. <laughs>